There's a whole backstory to cheese. He's a cheese man. Do you want to tell um, the the cheese backstory? Oh yeah, sure, absolutely. <laughs> so, like, you can't just like tee it up and just like move on from cheese. Like, okay, his name is Cheese. Okay, next. <laughs> next. <laughs> hey, want to listen to some tunes? I got like I have like three. <laughs> you have three? Yeah. Their podcast with the A bring three bevs. Yes, absolutely. Three is the magic number, so I've heard. That's true. Sure. Uh, well, without further ado, uh, thank you so much, everyone, for tuning in. This is another episode of the Scoped Exposure Podcast. Um, we go from Calgary um, to Connecticut, and uh, we are chatting with. It, it's pronounced Zadik. I should have asked before we got going. Zadak. Zadak. Okay. So I apologize for butchering it, you know, one it's minute into okay. this. <laughs> uh, it's so okay. Yeah. So Zadak, one of the coolest first names uh, as far as guests on the show here, uh, playing bass in uh, Boundaries. And uh, thanks for coming on, man. Yeah, man. No problem. I'm happy to be here. Yeah. We, we've been trying to line this up for a minute. Um, you know, obviously, you know, Boundaries put out a really killer record at the end of 2020. And, um, it, it kind of sparked some of uh, the ideas to hit you up to do this podcast officially um, mm-hmm. when uh, you guys announced that, I guess, the the recent record, uh, your, your receding warmth hit 2 million streams on Spotify. You did a little like Q&A, and then I was like, mm-hmm. sometimes it's funny not to ask like people officially in an email or a DM. I'm like, I'll right. just ask him in this Q&A. He's like, oh, yeah, like, let's do it. <laughs> it it's, it's a little more personable than... Um being super business savvy like hey um my name is blah 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 can we please do this you know it's fun when it's just like you're doing this really weird ama yeah i'm gonna slide myself in there yeah awesome yeah like sometimes um you know like this is more like dream guest goals for me um but like i've been i've been trying relentlessly to get jamie from code orange on here and that'd be like i know that any business email would probably just get you know, slept on, but there have been a couple times where I've jumped in alive and I've said, Hey, like, do you want to do this? And he's like, Oh man, I, I have to get back to you. So that's mm. like fast forward into season two. If that's one of our like big kind of wrapping up the season guests, that would be hella sick. But, um, That'd yeah, awesome. sometimes it's, it's nice just to play around and be a little bit more personable that way versus like, mm-hmm. here's my copy and paste, um, right. email, you know? <laughs> It's almost more likely to work, I feel. Mm-hmm. If I'm sending out any sort of weird business-esque, like, collared shirt kind of email, I always get anxious. <laughs> I always get scary anxious. I'm just like, this is going to go completely wrong. I'm right. fucked. Yeah. It's not going to work. I love the Sometimes collared does. shirt uh, like analogy there. You're like, <laughs> oh, no, he's going to know yeah. that I'm wearing the Slipknot shirt. <laughs> Absolutely. Like, don't, don't, don't ask me questions. Yeah. I'm a very savvy man. <laughs> Um, please do this for me. Thank you. Very professional. Uh, well, yeah, Zadak uh, plays bass in the band and does some things on the art side as well that I'm really excited to be chatting about. Uh, but before we chat anything officially on the music side of things, we got to chat some bevs and check some bevs. Um, so Zadak, Absolutely. it sounds like you're coming in hot with a, a plethora of different things. So um, tell me what bit. you got. Okay. Oh, God. So, <laughs> so much pressure. caffeine. <laughs> I absolutely 
because I already had a coffee earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, I got a nice Americano earlier. Nice. But then we had to get the uh, the Rockstar. Okay. The juiced or the punched Rockstar. This is like a really nostalgic thing for me. Okay. Um, I would always walk to the gas station when I was young, like with my dad, and mm. go get these. So this is cool. Then this, have to get the Calypso all the time. Okay. Blue lemonade Calypso. This is huge. Interesting. Is huge. I, I have seen that a couple of times, but never have had the pleasure mm. of uh, enjoying one. So I'm like a huge design nerd. So anything that looks cool, I want to drink. <laughs> and these both look awesome. That's half of the battle with, uh, with Bev's is like, you see a cool can or a cool um, glass bottle designed nicely. Mm-hmm. You're like, okay, if you care this much about your marketing, you probably care that much about your, good. it has to be good. <laughs> Sometimes it isn't, which sucks. Yeah. But most of the time it's all right. Mm. Most of the time it's good. Um, and water. And water. Drink water. Please. Yes. 100%. Everyone. Drink water. Um, yeah. Yeah. This is my third podcast of the day. Um, so it's always like trying to cycle out and, and pre-plan some bev. So it's like, I can have, you know, a sugary soda, I can have a liquid death to do some hydration. Mm. And now that we're like kind of getting, you know, into the late afternoon, I'm going to be doing the dirty chai um, with our friends from Say When. So, you know, uh, it's uh, one of our Bev sponsors, as I'm sure many people know. Um, What I love about this is that I can make this within like, you know, 15 seconds of being on the podcast. It's like one-to-one mix do that put that aside get our oat milk ready to go look at that yeah it's um, a little bit of asmr for all the people with professional headphones going on (laughs) thank you thank you (laughs) thank you um and yeah we got a tasty ice bev with a little bit of caffeine a little bit of chai and um and boundaries here we go And hello. And hello. Um, so you so, have a lot healthier caffeine than I do. Yes. Well, you know, like it, it's going to be one of those. Like I had a cane sugar soda e like kind of thing earlier, so I got to like yeah, yeah. kind of come through the wave there, right? So <laughs> absolutely. Not, not not very many people. Um, it's a rock star that you have, or is it a monster? Yeah, it's a rock star. Okay. I don't. I don't drink monster. If I had to choose anything, it would be a Red Bull, but. Mm. I went to the gas station today. I saw this. I was like, I haven't had that in so long. I'm gonna do it today because yeah. of the bev check. Yeah, not we a lot of people. Not a lot of people seem to be checking um, the the rock stars as much. Like, yeah. I haven't seen a lot of um, of monsters per se, but like definitely a lot of Red Bull. That seems to be the go to for a lot of people mm-hmm. on, on the show. Here. It's kind of crazy. I remember it, it's it's all. I think it's all music related because like. <laughs> I remember being young and being like a little like new metal, also scene kid, weird little emo boy, and everybody wanted Monster mm-hmm. and wanted to make the little necklaces with all the tabs and stuff. And now it's just everybody's drinking Red Bull, mm. which I'm glad because I'd rather drink Red Bull than anything. <laughs> so. Yeah, I I feel like you know I I definitely have some friends that like are you know Monster stands like they they'll give that the time of day. I but I just think it's an overall like if you look at the entire lineup, Red Bull does has very minimal sleepers than I'm sure that Monster or or even Rockstar has. So that's the thing. I I've I've seen I've seen a lot of monsters that like look like the flavors are really cool, but mm-hmm. I still see it in nobody's hands. So like I'm still gonna drink all the Red Bulls, mm-hmm. you know. 
It might also be like a, awesome. it, it might also be just like a simplicity thing, you know, like a Red Bull, it's like, oh, that's the watermelon flavor. That's the blueberry right. flavor. But like with Monster, it's like, here's the pina colada, but like slam dunk yeah, flavor. Yeah. You know? Like, I don't know what a slam dunk tastes like, but like mm. it's, it's almost daunting in a way. That's on um, marketing design, you know, like less, less is more. And then when you have something chaotic, it's like some crazy dirt bike kid is going to love it. Right. Everybody else is just going to be like, I'm fine. Yeah. Why are you yelling at me? Yeah. Just give me water at this point. <laughs> yeah. There's definitely, um, you know, as we're talking about energy drinks, I'm thinking about the, um, I have a, uh, rain just started to trickle down here into, uh, mm-hmm. into Canada and um, there was only three flavors for the first couple months. And I think I tried two of the three. I think there was one I was just like, there's no way I'm going to have that flavor. Right. But there was like an orange creamsicle one that is sitting in the That's fridge. That's my just, favorite. Yeah. Yeah. Because oh, again, man. like being marketed to like anything orange related, I'm like, okay, I'm going to, you know, probably orange wear this or color. drink this. Orange is your favorite color too? Let's yes. go, yeah. man. Huge. Awesome. This is great. Let's talk for five hours now. <laughs> orange, orange is my favorite color. Okay, so world. so here so here's the ultimate question: Why is orange the favorite color for you? So I can okay. truly understand we're on the same wavelength. So one orange flavored anything is better than everything else. Mm-hmm. Um, growing up, I was always just like doused in makeup, dressing psychotic all the time. So I loved Halloween. So with Halloween came like the black and orange color scheme. Mm-hmm. Um, and then getting into graphic design, um, like early high school, late high school, um, there's this designer, Aaron Draplin. He actually designed that thing. Yes. Love and Aaron like, Draplin. Awesome. Huge. <laughs> um, so his two things are like Futura, the typeface and orange. Mm. And I was like, boom, like this is, this is my guy. And he goes on TED Talks and he says, fuck a lot. And I'm like, this is awesome. I love this guy. <laughs> <laughs> so like from that point on, it was just like orange is better than every other color ever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like I, I remember when you did the original post that you guys were doing the q and I was like, is that an Aaron Draplin print I see in the back there? Because I remember when I was like, you know, I'm not a graphic designer per se, but like I mm-hmm. like being a content creator, you need to have like some level of understanding with most programs, whether it's Photoshop, sure. Premiere, um, this, that, or the other. So looking at some of his stuff, I remember watching one of his videos where he was just talking about how don't just like work on the one thing and delete it and do it like almost like just copy and paste it and just make all these yes. different variations. So you can actually see the growth of that. And I was like, wow, that is like, that was an unlock for me when yeah. it's like, okay, I do have to design something, but it's like now I have a way better way of, of mm. uh, fully flushing something out. So yeah. that's the uh, that's the Skillshare video. I know exactly what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. That's the uh, Illustrator video that he did. Mm-hmm. Um, when I was in like early college, and I was like, okay, I gotta learn this program a little bit better. I watched that video, and um, now all of my artboards on whatever I'm designing is like. If I have like a logo started here, I have 19 variations that are filling up this file up until I get to a certain point. And I use that up until like writing notes, writing emails, even like Mm. I won't work on one email. I'll write out a whole thing and I'm like, this sucks, but I'm going to put another one below it. Yes. Rather than get rid of this first one, Mm -hmm. you know? So I kind of just use that whole illustrator video throughout my life. It's Mm kind of, it's kind of fucked up how it works, but (laughs) you know, I'm using it everywhere. 
It's crazy. Sorry if I looked a little distracted there. For some reason, a bee was just hitting my window. Like terrifying. Like a, <laughs> I'm like, so sorry. <laughs> it was like like when a bird like will hit your window, and it's like mm-hmm. think it's it can fly through it. But I'm like, is this bee trying to get into this? Like my window isn't open, but oh, it absolutely <laughs> is. Yeah, please be prepared to yeah. fight it. Yeah, please. Um, to sorry to get a, a little off topic there, but um, yeah, like I. I think orange for me, like it was just one of those colors that I gravitated towards through things like um, just like not really always finding like certain colors were just like a lot of people would say blue or like certain colors. I'm like, but I don't really like it. It just felt like a meh kind of color to me. And like everything kind of plays its part. But I think the thing for me and I started to go a little like um, extra on it in the last couple of years where it's like, you know, like if I'm going to buy an expensive pair of shoes, it's got to have some orange on it. Or like, if I'm going to do this, I got to do that. Um, it's just because it's a color that is misrepresented in my opinion, where like people only think of construction or Halloween or whatever. So like, yes, like to me, especially on a design front, it's like one of like the most commonly used thing where it's like, okay, red is like too intense. Like it's kind of like, everything must go sale kind of stuff. And then blue is too calming. So orange is this like energy that red has, but it's like a little bit more creative and like fun and, and, uh, and welcoming in that, in in that regard. Um, Yeah. Um, when I, I, I just did my senior thesis because I graduated this year and, um, I made it all orange because like you look into like the psychology of orange and it's like, I guess the color that like really boosts the appetite and like the kind of like very outgoing side of things. Mm. So I was like, one this is my favorite color. So I was going to do it anyways. But now this just like <laughs> gives it that little much more. I'm branding a restaurant. So I'm using orange. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. No. And then like, it's just all with context too. Like red definitely just means burgers. Like you're eating at a burger joint. If it's right. red, I promise, you know, so you got to really dig into like color theory a little bit, but it's awesome. Orange is the best. Yes. I love orange. So if, if we went through the other colors of the rainbow, like, would you, like, l- let's do that. And then you pick what kind of, like, food industry place that is going to be. So I'm on it. Red is burgers. Orange is... Absolutely. What? Uh, I would say, like, Spanish cuisine, for sure. Okay. Yeah, if, yeah. We're, if we're staying strictly to food, mm-hmm. then I would say, like, either, like, makeup or, like... And then if it wasn't for food and then like Spanish cuisine. Yeah. No. Sure. Yeah. That's a great pick. Um, I, what do you, th- I have an idea for yellow, but I'm kind of curious on what you pick. Okay. So for yellow, I, I always try to stray away from using yellow. Like when I work, mm. um, oh man, it would, it would have to be some sort of very hipster esque place that also had black involved. <laughs> sure. Um, so okay. like black and yellow, you know, <laughs> Yeah, and like, I I made something once where I made an energy drink and I used black and yellow because it was kind of like electricity energy yes. kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's the only thing that pops into my head. I think maybe like a drink bar or something. Well, I was gonna say like a bubble tea kind of spot. Exactly, like, like kind of like that Hawaii, like you know, fun and just like yeah. light, like yeah, something that's not like yellow, yellow, like maybe a little bit right. more muted. Um. This is an unplanned segment of this podcast. That's <laughs> so okay. Um, if, if I could talk design for a whole day, I would. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, 
green, probably something veggie. Anything vegan. Vegan. Yeah. 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 That's, mm-hmm. yeah, that's Which right on the mic. I, I, I wish people would stray away from it a little bit more mm. because when I, when I branded my senior thesis, it was a, uh, an all vegan Spanish cuisine esque place. And I just wanted to stray away from green forever. You know, like I want you to you go want to use that as that a you're crutch per meat. se. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. I feel like it's a little bit of a cop out, but in some places people do it right and it looks mm. really pretty. So mm. if you um, do it right, then sure. So last two, I'm I'm really curious on, on your picks here. So blue and then purple, what would be like the the restaurants of choice for those? So blue, I would definitely say like a Greek restaurant or like yeah. Mediterranean food. Yeah, that's for right. sure. Mm-hmm. Um because like the flag, obviously, but like for some reason every Mediterranean place I've seen just has blue. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, I feel like that could like also go with red and be like a burger joint. Yeah, you know. Um, and then purple, definitely boba. Yeah, like a boba tea place. Yeah. Um, like purple, pink, but like muted ice cream stuff like that. Yeah. Anything sweet. All great sure. choices. So hire Z for all your restaurant marketing needs. Hello, it's me. I will <laughs> brand your entire restaurant. Oh, thank you. Um, so oh, thank you so much. Yeah, we we've gone on some tangents here, which have been really fun. But let's chat about some boundaries, music shit. Um, let's do it. Normally, any new guests, as you know, um, Zadig on the podcast, I like to get some context about how they got into heavy music, how they got into playing in bands. So, like, bring me to like the very first moment you heard like a breakdown, someone screaming, um, you know, any, any of those things that kind of like really sealed the deal for you and put you on the path that you're on. Absolutely. So let's see. I, so my mom, it was very much all my mom is my everything, man. So she was the one that kind of got me into everything. Hmm. She always tells me the story where when, like when she was having me, like while I was still a little, just a little thing, um, she went to a uh, Lincoln Park show. Okay. Like pregnant, just like standing on the side watching Lincoln Park, mm. and I kicked, and I was, and I was just like, "That's so cute." It was probably because the bass was doing this, and I was freaking out. Right. But you know, and then after, like, just like growing up, it was it was Slipknot for me. Um, I trying to think. Bands have really like kind of pushed me. We're like Slipknot, Static X, Disturbed, which is why that shirt is awesome. Thank you. <laughs> uh, <laughs> POD, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Just hearing things in the background. Um, I grew up in a very punk house because um, I was I was born in Texas. And when I lived in Dallas, I uh, was only hearing like the casualties every day. Mm. And like just hearing like, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. And I'm just like, okay, <laughs> right? And um, that's what I grew remember. Your love of uh, the F word. It's just oh, like <laughs> I said, I kind of say it a lot, man. <laughs> it, it just clicks, right? You could use it everywhere. Yes. Um, but yeah, it um, it, it's just Slipknot, really. Mm. Um, because like yeah, like I had all these other things in the background, but like the thing that really made me want to have like this push to make music and be a musician was just like slipknot in the whole like 2000 Ozfest lineup mm. so like cold chamber uh corn stuff like that mm. where all the things that were like i want to dress like that i want to look like that i want to play music like that i want to hurt my instruments like that like i want to do all of this right you know um but yeah man just like 
making making masks out of like my mom's clothes, trying to make slipknot masks when I'm like eight, hitting my couch with spoons. Right. You know, I like I would I would walk over to like any big spoon I could find, put on like my Chris Fenn mask that I made out of duct tape and start beaming my couch and hooking up like the camera in the corner and just like hitting everything and trying to act like I was doing a slipknot set. Mm-hmm. Um that that was really it for me. It's strictly slipknot. I'm such a dork, man. Yeah. No, it, it, it's funny because like Slipknot's been brought up like multiple times on this podcast. It's almost like a, it's almost like I'm just kind of waiting for like, especially of someone of 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 our age. Like it's mm-hmm. it's without a doubt that like they like made art that was so like eye catching to so many people. It was either like like you couldn't ignore it at that point. Mm-hmm. So you know, like I remember specifically like being in like high school and watching the, the wait, uh, wait and bleed music video where they're like yeah. doing it live and just seeing how hard these musicians were going. I was just like, man, like, that's what I want to do. I want to be like absolutely that passionate about like music. Um, you know, even if like no one gives a fuck about it, but like, yeah, it, it's, it's crazy what that band has done, um, in spades for a lot of like, uh, people and in, in ironically people that aren't even playing the music that's like directly slipknot-esque if that makes sense like there's there's influence for sure but not like there's people playing like new york hardcore bands um that are like yeah slipknot's my shit (laughs) yeah it's so awesome man like just like i i started off with the left behind music video Mm. like because like i was always having like i was always listening to self-titled in iowa but like the left behind music video was like, that's insane. Mm-hmm. Like this is like he's drinking like this gross like water, <laughs> the milk, stink, <laughs> dude, and it's like chocolate milk, and I'm like, that's not chocolate milk, and just like the whole thing, that's dirt like, milk. Don't drink his, that, like, dude, yeah, like him picking at his brain like this. I'm just like, I I need to be this passionate about something, mm. you know? And it was like, I draw really good, but like I also really just want to do this. Um, it just yeah man it, it it's so crazy how much a band of just this strict sound can do so much for everybody mm. because they they have the sound they have just that as a whole but they also have this like sense of identity with a lack of identity mm. and it's just like being able to be this thing that you feel you are you have these people on the outside where you have like 95% of people being like, what are you doing? And then 5% of people like, I get that. Right. You know? Mm-hmm. And yeah. then it just blew up into yeah. this like insane super group of just like insane people from Iowa. It's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and, and they I think want to like, do it so bad. Th- there are so many aspects of that where it's like the fact that they're from like Iowa of all places and, you know, kind mm-hmm. of like, kind of put that place on the map for like heavier like just just like music history in general like yeah, i, I can't sure. really name of most places um or name name bands or major artists that are from there um and i'm sure right. people from iowa would be like well someone so but like just yeah but like check this out and pull out a fucking scroll like this and it's like but if you yeah. if you look here yeah. yeah yeah but um yeah it it's crazy um yeah, in, in that era of like some of those things, like uh, it's very cool to see some bands that are like, you know, 
like there was a number of years where people were like, we're new metal like influence, but it's like it is metalcore. But now you're seeing like right. actual like new metal bands like come up where yeah. it's like, oh, okay, like let's go. I'm so I'm so stoked on it too, man. Um I I hate it because it's always just like quote unquote corny to everyone. <laughs> sure. And you have like old heads that are like this is the most corny thing I've ever heard. Ba ba ba. New metal sucks. Like, but sure. But like, that's that's the appeal, man. Right. Like, maybe not Slipknot, but like bands like Limp Biscuit. Like, I want to laugh at it, but mm. I listen to Limp Biscuit really loud in my car almost all the time. Right. <laughs> to the point where, like, if somebody was screaming at me from anywhere, I wouldn't hear them. Mm-hmm. Like, this is just what I was. It's just been a part of me for so long. So even though like I'm in a metalcore band, it's like we could have like new metal influence and like certain riffs and stuff, Mm -hmm. but seeing actual new metal bands start like coming out of nowhere. is like the coolest thing ever. Yeah. Cause like, I feel like a lot of people tend to jock it a little bit, which is weird to me too. It's, it's a whole broad spectrum, but the fact that there's actual bands that are playing new metal is so cool. Yeah. Well, like even when like metalcore was starting to, like kind of become the next like thing that was like every band kind of was like um was hoping after it was one of those things where like there's lots of like really foundational like metalcore bands from like the 90s um Mm -hmm. but like you know when you know sanction and like some of those like major acts were like making bigger moves like i i'm sure there was a couple of people being like oh like this again but now it's like Mm -hmm. i i think having a space for some of those things and you know, not being afraid to be like early per se, like, you know, right. prove people wrong as you um, start to grow. Cause like purity is a band that comes to mind. That's like really like, okay. Like there's some, purity is awesome. Yeah. There's some major Absolutely. stuff here. Um, do you know uh, a band called zone zero as well? I do. Yeah. 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 I'm pretty sure Mike White's in that band. Yeah. 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 He came on the podcast and we, I don't think we chatted about that band specifically, but like, that's a, another band that's like, like yeah, like there's some direct influence here. Um, right, right. There. Okay. What's your take on? Um, there's. I had a friend um, from a band up here in Canada, and he we talked. It was like uh, we were doing like a live stream kind of thing, and mm-hmm. we were just talking about there's like, uh, like branches of new metal uh, in different degrees. So like you know some people mm-hmm. will be like new metal and they'll talk about the corn and the slipknot, but there's also like alternative new metal where you can get into like the trust company and like some of yeah, those kind yeah. of things so like like <laughs> how many branches of new uh of the new metal tree uh if you know oh I mean. man i i just had this conversation a little while ago where like it's just like what is it you know <laughs> <laughs> um holy shit man it it is almost like they're all these branches but they all fall. I feel like, I feel like every branch of this genre, all fall into, like a specific sound, mm. and like a specific look. Yes, you know, um, and not not to the point where it's a gimmick, right? Because like obviously it's not gimmicky. These people dress like this because they want to. Yes, you know, like they're they're freaks. You know, I'm a freak. Like that's why I dress this way, mm-hmm. and that's what's awesome, um, and like having because there's there's people that say that deftones is a new metal band i don't think that mm, and okay. like 
watching watching like through interviews and stuff where they've literally have just been like we're not new metal probably because they have like that old head mentality of like this shit is corny sure and like there there's influence involved but like i don't necessarily think that they're a new metal band mm, okay um, and that that's where the whole thing with like all these branches come out because you have bands that are like like dry kill logic and like american head charge and all these bands that are like very much like rap influenced and then slipknot and corn who like in the beginning were very rap influenced but then started to just fall off into like very heavy music mm, um yeah. uh because corn literally has a song with ice cube i think on uh you know what i mean yeah, yeah. Uh, what was it called children of the corn you know they have a song with ice cube it's like okay so you're literally you want to rap that's mm-hmm. awesome yeah same with like uh like Lincoln Park and stuff. It, there there's all these branches, and mm-hmm. you have like bands like Taproot and Spine Shank, who are just like the kind of sing songy kind of stuff, but it's yes. also like sounds like you're in like the loading screen of a 2001 video game. And it's like, <laughs> yeah, this, exactly. is, this is sick, you know. <laughs> and there's that appeal to it too, where it's like aliens and gears and almost like fucking uh like cyberpunk stuff you know what i mean mm-hmm. so there's like this whole it's it's such a broad genre that when people call it corny i'm just like i i, I hate you i hate <laughs> you for calling it corny right because the, the the thing about it is there's obviously a sound it's all very like hip-hoppy rap influence right it's heavy music it could be it could not be um and there's always a look like and then oh that's a whole other thing where it's like right you're wearing baggy clothes and chains or you're wearing trip pants and this and that you're wearing jinkos you're doing this you're doing that but it all falls into this one group mm. and i think it's so innovative and i think it's just it, it's the most like uh how would you say like the self the most self-expressive genre i've ever seen and i've been very happy to be a part of my whole life mm. um just like growing up in like a small town uh I grew up in this small town, Wolcott, in Connecticut, and like everybody do everybody, and everybody loves sports and all the shit. And so I grew up, I, I had to play sports, right? Because your parents are like, you're gonna play sports. Yeah. But like, when I wasn't hitting a baseball, I was wearing trip pants and walking around with spiked hair and getting beat up. You know what I mean? <laughs> sure. So like, yeah, yeah. it it's it's so self expressive for so many people. Mm that's why when it when it comes to conversations about branches and stuff like sure there is but like you could look at a band or hear a band and tell that they want to be a new metal band sure regardless of the branch mm-hmm. and they want to express themselves in a certain way because that's what they want to do yeah and I, this is like a little group like a little niche that allows them to do so mm-hmm. yeah i i love that visual or just that sentiment of like like it is one of those expressive um, genre, like one of the most expressive genre, genres of music. And I think that's true because it connected with so many people when they saw those Slipknot videos, when they saw mm-hmm. the Limbiscuit stuff, like there's personality there. There's like, um, there's kind of like a, like an aesthetic and a, in gr- a groove to it. So like, you know, like some, some of that trickles down into every music genre, but it felt like more of that, like, Hey, like you can be a weirdo or wacky, right. you know, whoever, but like you can still rock that ultimately. Right. You know? Right. Right. Like, 
like and 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 also showcasing that it is for other people. Like I, I think of that Limp Bizkit, uh music video where it's like there are definitely like new metal people who are like lip syncing to right, the song, right. but there's like you know your grandma and like the person you see <laughs> yeah, at like yeah, the yeah. superstore or whatever. Um, mm. Yeah. So yeah, and, and you know, there's I'm sure there's people that are like have nothing to do with heavy music, but they would be like, oh yeah, like I'd go to a Limp Bizkit concert or, or yeah. this that or the other. Yeah, that's what's so cool about it, man. Like, obviously, like, sure, like, Limp Bizkit is a corny band. I get it. <laughs> and I and I love the band to death. Mm. But, yeah, of course they're corny. But that, that, was, that was what was cool about it, man. That was the appeal. And, like, that's what I think is very important, especially about music now, is, like, having content and having having your look and having that mm. i don't i don't think it's marketed i don't think it's anything i think if you're if it's true to you and that's how you feel well do it please like express that limp biscuit a little marketed because they had like snoop dog come in and lip sync apart in that break stuff video right and like all this <laughs> stuff because it was it was very mtv at the time mm-hmm. you know like mtv was literally only new metal for like five years and it was yeah. awesome I would wake up to One go to the school mo- <laughs> and hear a Slipknot music video. Like how the most how cool crucial five years of most people's lives. Because absolutely, like I can't. Oh like, my god, the world would look so different if like there was one executive who like spoke up. Is like maybe we don't air this, you know, uh, corn video as much or like whatever. The butterfly like, effect at its finest. Hundred <laughs> percent. Oh my god. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So the the foundation of a lot of that is very clear big fan of like heavy music and in some of those things so i i remember when matt came on the podcast a while ago back in season one we 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 chatted about you know some of the band things and I, and i remember him mentioning that um you know there's been a number of different like lineup changes you know throughout the years and i'm pretty oh, sure yeah. that he said that you're the only original member Yes, I am. Yeah. So, um, you know, it's been a while since we've done that podcast. Um, and I'm not, you know, I didn't really refresh like on all the topics that we talked about, but right, you know, right. that was prior to the new record coming out. So there's a, there's a lot of new things that we can hit on. Um, but mm-hmm. maybe, you know, since you're kind of the original OG member of the band, you can, you know, give a little, um, you know, talk of um, like... Like how the band came to be, and uh, you know yeah. how how that's changed over the many years that you guys have been going. All right, uh, let me take you guys back to the year. Blah, blah, blah. Um, it was so boundaries was an idea of mine in early high school. Mm. Um, I had a lot of friends that liked music, um, whether it was weird like like the fun like era type music um so i don't know what you would call that like like gent right oh like the, all the extended all the extended sure. string guitars and yes. stuff um it was like a lot of stuff like that and then like me and my homie jose were like the kids who really loved that but like you could play like a certain sleeping with siren song and we would know every word right? <laughs> um yes and so Back then, it was like, I just want to play music so bad. I don't care what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, I did care what it was. I was like, I just want to play breakdowns. Like, let's just write breakdowns. Let's make music. Why not? Um, that was, I want to say, 2014. And um, we played one show together after, like, all these weird little member changes. We played, we had one original. 
And what's funny is Matt actually guest spot had a guest spot on that song because like I knew him through music and stuff. Sure. And I was like, we have one original. I was like, okay, do you want to do it, please? Thanks. And um, being in that, it was like you hear like the vocalist that you have now and then Matt comes in and he's just like 10 times louder. And you're like, wait, what? You know? Oh, Um, man, that's funny. It was crazy. So um one one original we played um the show that we played was a valentine's day show in 2014 with matt and kevin's like original band behold the beginning oh okay and so that was their last show Mm -hmm. and then that was my band that was boundaries first show we just played like like monster flames covers and uh the plot and you covers so I was able to side jump. I was able to do my thing. And we had one original and I thought it was awesome. Um, the rest of my band did not. And we <laughs> didn't want to do it anymore. And I was like, all right, that's fine. Yeah. Um, but Matt's band at the time, Behold the Beginning, it was their last show. And that's the only reason why we were playing it. Um, so then like three of them didn't want to stop making music. All of my band wanted to run away. And I was like, please, like, let, <laughs> you, don't wanna, you don't want to stop. <laughs> Right, right. Yeah, the passions mm-hmm. and the actual members of this band. <laughs> Absolutely, man. Yeah. It was like let's let's get people who actually care, bring them here. I actually care, and like I'm not I'm not saying this to like shit talk all my like old homies because like everybody cared, mm. and it was awesome. But playing a show for the first time is terrifying. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's the scariest thing ever, regardless of how many people you're playing to, when you're like 14 in high right. school or however old you are, 15. Mm. I don't know. But yeah, it was it was a lot, but we just made like a little super group. And now after a couple other lineup changes, we are who we are right now. Mm-hmm. And it's awesome. Yeah. And I wouldn't change it for the world. Yeah. No, it's funny that you mentioned the whole um, Matt coming in and doing a guest spot and sounding way better than uh, his than your current vocalist. Yeah. I remember vividly um, I and I will not name the band. So like like it was just one of those things where our vocalists. And and it was a total different stylistic change as well. But like we had a friend of ours come on and do a guest spot for one of their songs. And it literally sounds like he comes and steals the show. And it's like, I just want to hear yeah. this dude for the rest of the song, not not the main guy. <laughs> it, it's so crazy how it works. Oh, man. It's very embarrassing. But it's also like, I mean, if you want another band, then like. Right. You could, you could. Maybe, <laughs> It, yeah, it reminds me when, um, you know, when Ian from Regional Justice Center came on and, and we were chatting about um, he did the, those two songs with uh, uh, Justice from Trapped Under Ice. And I was like, would you ever like do that in a live setting? He's like, no, because then I would need to follow up Justice from Trapped <laughs> Under Ice. Like, yeah, no one wants yeah. to hear me on the drums doing vocals at the same time. They just want to hear right. Justice. Like, there's a point there. <laughs> yeah, no, I'll be going home. He could have it. <laughs> I'm out. Yeah, I get that for sure. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, it, it like that's happened countless amount of times in so many different uh, scenarios uh, where one band breaks up and then it's just like the the door for the next opportunity is already like opening and uh, you know yeah some of those um, people can kind of just like um, slide right in perfectly versus like mm. months of like uh, is anyone <laughs> free or available? It, I got very lucky, man. Mm-hmm. Um, just everything just very much like finessed its way into like this like group of people that just actually really really care mm-hmm. um 
writing was like oh wait we all do this together like in a room together this is cool right you know what i mean um and then just music progressively got a little bit different a little bit different and we're not writing drop f breakdowns but we're writing music that we all actually want to write right so it's very very cool yeah so um fast forward a little bit so we're getting into um 2020 year of like when this pandemic starts and um you know like i think uh your receding warmth was like uh an album you guys released like what was the last thing you guys did as far as like timeline wise like how many years between like releases was there um i oh man i want to say my body in bloom came out in 2018 here i have my spotify open let me check really quick yeah because I think it was like a two-year gap. Mm. Yeah. Um, oh, one year, 2019. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm a liar. <laughs> yeah. According for, to Spotify. For some reason, I, I thought it was way longer than that. But um, like... It felt like it. We were waiting on stuff for a while, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. So um, so anyways, you, you guys start to work on that record. Um, maybe you just talk to me about some of the, you know, the behind the scenes of like navigating some of those things because... I've heard it multiple times where, um, you know, especially when people were doing albums that dropped last year, it was like we like recorded it before the pandemic started. And then we just kind of like oversat on it because we were trying to figure things out. So Mm -hmm. are you guys in that same lump or was it like, okay, like we have the demos at least and let's record it during this time and put it out later. Like, Mm -hmm. where do you fall in line with that? So when we, when I'm trying to think because we had a lot of your seating warm songs for a long time because mm. um, the whole writing process is kind of like just writing a bunch, having all these things that you want to use going, eh, maybe not putting out a record, going back to all these new ideas and then having, you know, full songs. And um, we recorded your seating warmth. I want to say in it, it was very, it was like a whole year before we actually released it. Mm. So probably November I or okay. no, maybe a little earlier than that, because I know that we did it way before the pandemic. Mm. And, um, and then we did a tour with uh Roseblood and heaven's die great bands. Um, and then we played a couple new songs on that tour as well. Mm. So we, we had all the songs for a very long time and we just had notes and, When's the perfect time to release it? Da da da. And it was like, do we do we release a record during a pandemic? Is it gonna end? It was it was a lot. Yeah. There is so it it was just so it was such an unorthodox way to release a record. Cause it's like you can't tour on it. You gotta hope it does good. Cause if it doesn't, then you're fucked. And you're just gonna have like a record that flopped. And it's like we have to very much time everything out the best mm. that we can. Yeah. Um then I got to a point where it's like, let's just do it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's November. Can we please just do it? Um, <laughs> so we started hyping it up and here it is. Yeah. Yeah. And like, um, you know, just a couple of weeks ago, like you guys announced that it hit uh, over 2 million streams. So like, again, mm-hmm. like with all that uncertainty and that like high levels of stress of like, hey, here's all this oh, work yeah. that I put into a record for uh, over a year. And like, it's not that like I like care about the numbers per se but it's like i just want people to hear the you know right. the my 
the labor that I put into it. So like, absolutely. Like, where does your mind go with like, like so a lot of these songs we've never even played live yet, but like they've mm-hmm. been streamed this <laughs> amount of time. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's 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 weird. It's so weird because um, with with like everything that went down with the pandemic and everything, it was like this is like our first full length. Mm. So having like a first full length is like already stressful enough. And it's like, you're putting out your first LP. Like you better hope it goes well. It's like, mm. I mean, I hope I'm praying Christ, you know, <laughs> like, I don't know what to do. Um, and like, it was, it was, it was very stressful because like, like you said, like numbers don't necessarily matter. They, they obviously matter in the grand scheme of things, but that's not really like your thought process. It's like, I just hope people care. Yeah. I hope people like it. I hope people see it, you know, are you on your phone? Or are you scared because we're all in the midst of a very scary pandemic? Sure. You know, there's a lot of different factors playing in our minds, but um, the once we started like hyping up the record a little bit, I think all of our stresses kind of just like yeah. just just went because mm-hmm. um, all of all the teasers that we made were just doing very, very well. And we were just like, how, like, what, is, <laughs> what is happening? You know, like, right. like you're, you're like, if you don't doubt yourself ever, then I don't know. You're crazy. I don't know how you do it. You know? <laughs> right. I always, always doubt for like a little bit, you know, it, it keeps, it keeps, it keeps the, uh, the success kind of like, it makes it, it's a surprise factor. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. It's fun, but yeah. Some expectations need to be set um to some degree but at, at times like setting lower expectations or just like at the very least i would like this and then like yeah. anything else just feels like um like icing on the cake um yeah it's just like i hope people like these songs mm-hmm. this one's cool this one's about being straight edge this is the best one please <laughs> like it this one sounds like slipknot hope you like it right you know um maybe that's a great segue because i did want to chat about uh my strength um and a couple other songs on on, mm-hmm. on the record but you know I, I think Matt and I talked a little bit about it and he was mentioning like, yeah, like we have a straight song, but like not everybody in this band is straight but you know, we still wanted to make a straight song. Um, th- that's, that's correct. Right. Like not everyone um, in the band is straight or. So we, we all are straight edge. Oh, yes. okay. Yeah. I, oh, okay. So sorry. I got, I got a little mixed up. I think we were mainly that's talking fair. about like everyone in the band is straight edge, but we're not like we're a straight edge band, you know, right. X right. Boundaries X, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, we definitely play life ruiner covers sometimes. <laughs> um, uh, so I think, I think the one person that wasn't, or like didn't necessarily claim for a little bit was Kevin. Sure. But just because I don't know, it, it's, it's, it's something that some people are like a little hesitant to get into, um, because labels are scary, which I understand. Um, and then, we were then once he did like a very straight edge band, like straight to the point. And like, we don't go around being like, like you said, like X boundaries X, like, mm, you know, <laughs> but we, we, we all draw X's on our hands mm. and we are all a part of the culture and yeah. um, very, very cool. We, we put it on merch sometimes. Um, I try like my hardest to slide like X's anywhere I can in, in our merch. <laughs> um, it's very, very cool. Um, and now, when kevin when kevin left the band we have our new drummer cheese who um is also straight edge so his name is cheese. if we wanted to uh, his name is tim okay but we call him cheese oh okay like yeah. what i was like they're, cheese? They're, like they're, what is going yeah 
there, there's a whole backstory to cheese he's a cheese man do, do you want to tell um, the the cheese backstory oh yeah sure okay. absolutely so <laughs> like you can't just like tee it up and just like move on from cheese like okay his name is cheese okay next, next. <laughs> <laughs> um so it was like probably like our third practice and we always go to the duncan down the street mm. to get like as much coffee and food that we can um and the only thing we could eat are uh beyond sausage sandwiches um because the majority of us are vegan as well yeah and i didn't know that cheese wasn't and i kind of just assumed that he was you know so got all of our stuff went to practice and he's like this isn't mine like what do you mean he's like well this doesn't have cheese on it i was like what the fuck like you (laughs) eat it like stop being ungrateful eat the food yeah (laughs) um so he was just like, dude, I need cheese on it. And I was like, all right, fucking cheese, man. Like, <laughs> you need cheese. Like, you need cheese all the time. Right. And after that, I was like, I'm just calling you cheese. Because this is when we, none of us knew him. Mm. So there's, like, the fun little gentle, like, hazing of the new member. Yeah. I'm like, you're cheese from now on. <laughs> and it was, it was a joke um, that just stuck. Mm. So in press and stuff, it's like, if they ask what his name is, it's cheese. Yeah. Yeah. And oh, now, I hear you guys have a new drummer. Yeah, his name is Cheese. Like his name is Cheese. Don't this, hello, don't, this don't listen cheese. to him. It's Cheese. <laughs> He'll be. I'm Tip. This is Cheese. What, yeah. what was that Cheese? I I didn't hear you. Can you say what? What'd you say, Cheese? <laughs> what? You want to speak a little louder, Cheese? Dude, I love. He's that. Cheese from this point on. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Um, it's awesome. Yeah. Okay. I was like, where did we get off from that? But we were talking about straight edge and then we we're talking about cheese. Um, so no, we're talking about cheese. Yes. <laughs> so, so yeah, like I, I thought it was cool that I, I, I think it's just cool to have like people that, you know, like you said, it doesn't need to be like the biggest thing about the band, but it can still be something there's like, yeah, this is our like quote unquote straight edge yeah. song. If you want to call it that and not like, mm-hmm. uh, you know, you can't write about, you know, other things around straight edge for other boundary stuff in the future. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's just something that we tend to do. So like on Hartford County misery, no other way is also a straight edge song. Mm-hmm. So we just have songs that are very much just like lack of a better term as Matt would probably say, I'm straight edge and I'm better than you. It's just like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it's just a fun, it, it's fun, man. Yeah. Um, but it, it it's something that's very important to a lot of us um, because I think everybody is um, everyone's straight edge for their own reasons. Um, a lot of them aren't happy. A lot of the reasons aren't fun. Right. Um, so with that, it's a lot. A lot of people are very passionate about it mm. for all the right reasons. So we like to very much show like the passion that we have for it as much as we can. So whether it's in merch or if it's here, if it's there, if it's a literal entire song about it, right? You know, it, it's it's super important to us, and of course we make it one of like the heaviest songs on the record because it just makes it that much cooler. Yeah, it's awesome. Do you think like I think that's a huge point that you bring up is like a lot of the reasons that people are claiming isn't just like this, like like it is one of those things where it's like, you know, like you were saying, there's multiple reasons, but there's a lot that are like. I come from this kind of household and I'm trying to break that cycle or I mm-hmm. had this happen in my life with a friend and this is my way of like, you know, taking a stand against that. So like, 
like, exactly. like speaking as someone who is not straight edge myself, but like sees a lot of mm-hmm. the good and the the ethics around that and definitely lean, you know, like I talk about a little bit where and I think Matt and I talked about this on his podcast, but like where there's mm-hmm. like straight edge and then people that like that drink, there's a lot of people that either are on either side versus like maybe uh like yeah. I have like a glass of wine with dinner once a week and that's it. Like mm-hmm. whatever it is. So yeah, there's there's definitely a little bit of um not gray area isn't the right word, but there's people who are <laughs> like like I see the value in that, but like it's not a personal thing for me to not uh drink. But um right. no, I think it is one of those interesting things, like and, and it makes me like not really question, but I'm genuinely curious if there's people who are just like getting into straight edge culture as like it's a branding thing or like um yeah or just like not really think like realizing does that make sense where i'm trying to get yeah, at with some yeah. of these things yeah i think that like a lot of people it's almost like jockeying a music genre it's like there's a lot of there's like a weird side of it where like if you're like a young kid or someone like kind of getting into like entry levels of music so like excuse me say whatever your entry level is to hardcore like a lot of people like in our generation listen to like expire and then Mm, now they're like okay you know or like foundation and like bands like that and now they're like okay like i like this now i think the kids within that little sector of like i'm just getting into this see something like straight edge don't really understand what it's about much yet are like i'm straight edge then they go smoke a cigarette outside it's like wait no you're not right you know (laughs) and i've seen it a lot before and i think that's where a lot of the gray area is where it's like some people are just kind of like ignorant to it and then a lot of people are like which is which is totally fine like like you said like i like having a glass of wine at dinner or i like drinking champagne at a wedding or something sure you know so like i'm not gonna label myself as this because there is a chance that i slip up with a glass of wine or something mm. so it's like that that's fine do you i'll never ever sit here and be like i'm straight edge and i'm better than you because i don't i'm not better than you mm-hmm. you know what i mean we're all we're all just people but like i am very passionate about it because i i'm passionate for my own reasons sure you know? yeah and i think a lot of people have like you said like like a rough household or something happened to a family member or a friend and that's that's i think that's what's great about straight edge is that it's a very cool little tight knit community that whether or not you're very militant about it or you're laid back or whatever you are, there is a group that you can kind of just like associate with mm-hmm. and right. feel comfort in. Um, whereas you could obviously still get that with like the people in like these little gray areas, you know, and it, it's, it's very biased. And a lot of people are like, I'll do what I want. It's like, well, we're not telling you not to. You right, I mean? right. It's just like, okay, sure. I'm not telling like, you not happens, to drink. I'm telling you I don't drink. Right, exactly. Yeah. It's like, I, I don't do this for my reasons. I hate alcohol. But if you drink that, I don't care. Mm-hmm. Just don't get in that car or don't do that thing to that friend. Like, mm. don't yell at him. Don't do this. Don't do that. You know? Yeah. It's everybody does it for their own reasons. And I think a lot of people, um, if you're younger, and you're kind of just like I, I could be a part of this and you're like <laughs> what, what where what are you doing right yeah you know? and, and i think i was like kind of going off of and, and i think you you were able to connect it a little bit better off to just like 
you know, you see a, a knocked loose music video and you're like, whoa. And then like, but you know nothing about like maybe the ethics or the standings of hardcore. So it's like, right. like I'm sure there's a lot of people who listen to certain bands that like maybe have certain moral standings that if those bands had a one-on-one with that person, be like, yo, you can't do that, you know? Like, right, right. Um, so yeah, I, I think I, I really like how you painted it there uh, on Straight Edge specifically, just like, there's a group of people, whether they feel like super outly, outwardly strongly, or they're just like, no, this is, you know, mine. And, you know, they're kind of more chill. All those people still, you know, understand like why you did that, you know, versus right. like, like, you know, like I, n- I never really claimed I was straight edge, but like it was for a, a portion of my like young, young a- adult life when I was still in high school, it was like, I didn't want to drink. And it was just weird explaining that to someone at like Mm -hmm. some gathering. So like sometimes I would just like, okay, I've tried to explain like why I don't drink to you for five minutes. I'm going to pull the straight edge card just so you can shut up. (laughs) Right. Exactly, man. And that's, that's the thing too, is like, I, I, I didn't claim for a very long time and it was just for that reason too. It's like, yeah, I guess I'm going to tell you this because like there's a lot of people that I know that, um, just never experimented with anything ever once in their life. Mm. And now they're like 20 or so years old. And they're just like, okay, like I'm, I'm, I'll claim straight edge because one, I feel comfortable in this, but I'm also never going to do this ever. Cause I don't want to. Right. And that could be the reason. I don't think that's corny. I think that's awesome. Mm. If you've never, ever experimented with anything good for you, but like, like take that and fucking soar. You know what I mean? Mm. I think that's so huge. Um, but I, I don't I don't think there's anything wrong with also like like your scenario like I think that's fine mm-hmm. you know yeah I think that's cool like like I like like hearing some things where it's either on like podcasts that are not in the hardcore world or just like different things where people talk about like just the casual nature of like doing crazy crazy drugs like that has never been like attractive to me by any regard so like when people. Right you know, like Tyler from inclination, will talk about just like the, um, you know, just like how our culture is like, um, like promoting the use of drugs and just like this. Yeah. It's all fun and games. And like being someone who's not straight edge, I still like, yeah, I agree with you on, on That's a the lot thing, of those yeah. aspects. So it's, um, I've never felt more powerful about something than like, I've never felt more, maybe not powerful. That might be the wrong word, but like, I never felt so kind of militant about something till we start to speak about like pop culture Mm. and how everybody is so comfortable with like doing a lot of Coke or like popping this pill or doing this because you're at a rave or something. I think that sucks. Mm -hmm. And I will, I will all, I will always be very like militant on that because it's always like, yeah, like if you drink at like a wedding or this or that, sure just be be careful please Mm -hmm. but like when it comes to like these kids that are just like all getting like brainwashed by like just i don't i don't know man like even this all even goes like back to like new metal where like bands like limp biscuit and stuff drink and like sure like (laughs) yeah but that's like just telling you to drink a beer yeah whereas like like kid rock and shit like that it's like drink but like this is now like 
fucking Molly Percocet, please do that now. It'll be awesome. Mm-hmm. And it's like, no, it, it's not. Right. I'm in high school and kids are getting in trouble for like snorting their Adderall off the stalls. Like, how did they even get that idea in their head? It's all right. pop culture. Yeah. It sucks. It's yeah. the worst. And I think like definitely like being like 28 years old now, like, like it was like, I didn't have uh, any alcohol until I was 22 years old. So like well over like the legal uh, age if if right. I was because again that wasn't even something that was attractive to me I'm like, um, and I, I I think like being as old as I am now there's like such a higher level of self awareness of like oh like I I I do need to stop like you know especially mm-hmm. considering like you know if I'm at an event or blah 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 like whatever the situation is and like when you're 15 16 17 18 years old like it's like the you you think you're on top of the world so like any there's like no consequences but it's like you it's like the equivalent of a baby falling and they just (laughs) somehow get up like they'll face plant on concrete and they just get up yeah it's the same thing with like 17 year old kids Mm -hmm. yeah when it's like that's not the case like like Mm -hmm. so yeah there's there's a lot of things here that i think are super super valuable and just like the overall like um i think just trying to shift the conversation where it's like being self-aware of like hey if you are someone that has beer in the fridge and if if there's beer in the fridge you'll drink it maybe you should like try and you know practice that discipline of like not having anything whether that means you become straight edge or not you know like um yeah but just being self-aware of that like like i i have plenty of friends who like will drink like four you know show beers or or whatever Mm -hmm. and i'm like yeah like like do do your thing but like mm-hmm. i think the better the safety of all people um that you're surrounded by and how your life is connected to to all those individuals individuals is is way more important than you just getting a little buzz off that you know? that's what's most important man is um like that's the thing i'll never ever in a million years force straight edge on anybody you know but i will be very vocal if what you're doing affects me or somebody close to me, um, a group of people, whatever the case may be. Mm. Um, it, it, it's like super important to me that what happened to me that kind of was my reason for claiming straight edge doesn't happen to the next person. Sure. Um, and if I see anything along those lines, it's going to be like, maybe you shouldn't have, you know, all of the beer in the fridge maybe you shouldn't do this just to kind of give like a moral support. Hi, I'm here. Mm -hmm. Don't claim. I don't mind, but like just try to help yourself a little bit. Yeah. You know? Yeah. There's, there's a line with everything for sure. Absolutely. It's like, once you start endangering, once you start endangering people, like that's when it's just stop. Yeah. Try. That's where you hit the yourself breaks. Yeah. Like you're, you could feel, you could feel like one person and trust me, I I'm the same way. And I feel very to myself and that like, I don't have much around me, but when you really, really get down to it, your life is connected to so many people, mm-hmm. whether it's a random, whether it's somebody driving next to you or whether it's your entire family, whoever, whoever it is, you have so many people that are connected to you. So if you let this affect you, it will for sure affect everybody else. Yeah. Like and that's something like, that I 
the people listening to this podcast while they're driving, like the mm-hmm. the motherfuckers around you are not just like these like <laughs> uh like comms or bots that are just like yeah, not a part of your simulation games, right. or whatever. Like <laughs> I I think about that sometimes where it's like like crossing paths with people like especially in a music basic where it's like oh i saw you at a show but we didn't know each other and now like years later we do a podcast together like like there's these we're crossing paths with people in such a like if so if if someone was able to run the numbers and and trace how many interactions you have on a day-to-day basis boom like Mm mind-blowing shit but like the thing is like if you're driving next to someone and um it's like that's their role in your life and, and for, mm-hmm. for their life, uh, when it comes to you, like you're just like mm-hmm. on the same commute at that time in the day on, right, on that right. week. And who knows if that's a regular thing, but as soon mm-hmm. as like you're allowing yourself not to be in control for whatever reason, whether it's drugs, alcohol, this, that, or the other mental state, mm-hmm. you know, um, then it's like your, your interaction becomes more of like a connection. Like maybe yeah, a connection that you didn't even everything. want to, right? Like you hurt them, they hurt you're you. Simply fucking up the simulation, right? <laughs> Don't fuck up the simulation, guys. <laughs> Stop fucking up the simulation, please. Stay in your I'm lane. Begging you. Like put your head, like literally watch the road. <laughs> yes, this is becoming yes. insane. Look at the road metal. while you're driving. <laughs> we are um, currently at driving school. Yes. Um, <laughs> we went from straight road, edge please. to cheese to driving school. Uh, all yes. over the map. Yes. Um, awesome. This is great. <laughs> um, I know. I know. Just like uh, ban, like boundaries, ban lore wise. Um, I noticed that you were playing guitar uh, for boundaries, and then like currently you're playing bass. So like, um, yeah. so like being the original member, was it one of those switches where it was out of like necessity in a way, where it's like, okay, it's e- like we can't find a bass player, so I'll do this because I'm like so invested in this band, like. Why did you want to make that switch? Um, so yes and no to like all of that. So like when we did, there's a tour that we did with Distinguisher and Church Tongue. Okay. And I couldn't go on that tour because of school. So when I did, when I was at school, we had Nathan from Regime play bass. And then we had our homie Junior play guitar. Hmm. And um when because our bass is also going to go so we have like a little bit of like a weird like lineup for that chunk of tours there was two tours that i couldn't do in a row so me and Corey play guitar since boundaries was like popping off since like 2016 however long ago that was and it was awesome my favorite thing ever you know like i love playing guitar um but when they came to hartford to like our home our home spot at a, at a show i had played bass just because i was like well if you're here like i want to play you know so i was like i'll play bass sure and when i played bass that show and i saw like the chemistry between junior and Corey, mm-hmm. i was like this this shit is important like the way that you guys like do these little squeals and they'll do these here and do these there and like how they both clash so well i'm like I'm not going to come in and be like, all right, give me back my guitar right. and like, fuck with that. Mm. You know what I mean? And since we're putting out like a new record and writing, I'll absolutely play bass, mm. you know? And um, 
they they have a very good chemistry on stage and there's all this stuff about image that always plays through my head where it's like okay Corey's a little bit shorter and junior's a little bit shorter so they go on the outsides and then me and matt are taller and we run around <laughs> while they stay put and it's like this is all going through my head i'm like this is this is fucking perfect sure like, this is the simulation we need and we're not gonna fuck with it right and right. here we are just like this perfect little like duo little i mean little group of people and it, it's awesome mm. so um and i i very very much love being like a psychopath on stage as much as i can mm-hmm. so there's a little more leeway holding a bass yes and like slipping a note because it's still gonna sound like blah 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 yeah. and i'm not holding <laughs> right. a, a guitar and sounding like i'm missing notes on guitar hero right yeah. like, so that, that was it was really cool mm-hmm. that was kind of the switch over yeah it was so, a little bit of necessity and uh band member changes to this is just perfect for yeah. us well yeah i i think that's really kind of cool to see like hey like there there's something here and we should like we should play up on that versus like all right, right. like all right let's switch again or whatever yeah like give me my shit back like no mm-hmm. no way yeah i don't care yeah and i, I love playing bass too it's awesome yeah like it's been a while since I've played bass in a band and, you know, being the single guitar player in a band, it's like, there's a lot of, you know, like, okay, I want to crazy pressure rock out, but like, yeah, it's like, if, if I miss a note, it's not even like, it's both sides that are hearing that. Like, you know, you know, for a fact you missed, there's no changing it. Yeah. Yeah. So there's always something in the back of my mind. I'm like, if there was like a, like a heavier, like metal core metal, like beat down kind of project, like, and and I could play bass for it and just act a fool like I would Absolutely. be hella into that. That is so important to yeah. me, man. Yeah, for sure. So so you know, connected to that, like I I saw that you're you're sponsored by Reverend Guitars. So like when you made that switch, was there like anything on that basis? You know, pun intended to be like, hey, like <laughs> I'm not doing uh I, I I need four strings now, not six. Um, right. Um. Yeah, no, it was just I'm gonna I'm gonna get a bass now mm-hmm. instead of a guitar. Thank you, thank you. You know, it <laughs> it, it was it was it was as easy as that. Mm. Um, and it was it was really cool because I was able to just like stay and have all the shit still. Yeah, you know? not like I was still uh, able just uh, to get a bass instead of a guitar. Yeah, like not being sponsored by a guitar company that didn't make basses, and then you're like, oh, uh. oh my god, yeah, imagine. <laughs> Because I've I'm, I've I've been looking at Warwicks a lot because I want a Warwick bass so bad just to have one, mm-hmm. and um, a lot of the new stuff that we're writing, a little oh. tag in there, <laughs> um, uh, some of, some of the new stuff that we've been working on is um, in a different tuning. Oh. So I just want to have something okay. with like I just want to have another bass that I could tune to something else. So with that, it's like okay, I want another bass. I started looking at Warwick's and I thought about it. I was like, Warwick only makes bases. So like, imagine if I was like, just imagine it was like, I don't know who, who only makes guitars. We're going to make something called uh Calypso. If there was Calypso guitars <laughs> and they only make guitars and I was sponsored by them and I switched to bass and I would have to find somebody else. Yeah. You know what I mean? Now, so, now that you got me thinking lucky. about, um, cause I used to work at a music store and I'm like thinking about all the brands that we, uh, or I guess now they carry. I'm like, does mm-hmm. like Fender make basses? Yes. Okay. They have like jazz basses and stuff. Oh, 
Of course, Fender yeah. makes basses. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. been a long day of podcasting. <laughs> it's so. <laughs> Someone's gonna clip that and be like, Spencer knows nothing about bass or. He music. knows nothing about music. <laughs> I like rented a Fender bass for Endgame recording like last week. I don't, I don't know what I was thinking. There. <laughs> um, not. I really want to know. I can't think of any. And the thing, Epiphone, the thing is, like, I'm like not much Gibson of a gear and Epiphone head. makes basses. I think so. Jackson makes basses. LTD I, makes basses. I don't think I don't think either of us know anything about music. We should just quit. <laughs> turn this podcast off. We should stop it. Turn it off. <laughs> Press the button. Stop it. Yeah. But um, um, just talking about like yeah, reverend. I'm not much of a gearhead. Yeah. <laughs> so like, I've no, I've gone through know, the I don't know a thing. I've I've gone through the loop honestly because I think I think when you work at a music store you need to be a gearhead because it's like a part of your job oh, to like know. Sure. Well, this like tube screamer yeah. is different than this one because of these mm-hmm. reasons, but it's like motherfucker they pretty much do this the same thing. Right, um, right, right, right. Um, but you know, just on the Reverend guitars topic, I thought it was, I I thought that's cool because I remember we started carrying them when I was working at that music store and I was like looking and you know, whenever they would like you know give the the sales pitch info or just like different things off like who this might best be suited for like Mm -hmm. hardcore heavy music was like never uh in the cards or talked about and then it was only when like code orange was like before they added um I, i i can't remember the not the not the latest dude but like when they when shade went from guitars to like guitars and synths ultimately yeah, like keyboards, in keyboards yeah um like when he, he was playing like a reverend guitar and i was like that is so yeah. cool um and i think even i thought it was awesome yeah even i think reba was doing the same before she like got linked up with ltd but i just thought that was like so yeah. cool to see a band of that caliber making music uh that they do mm-hmm. with gear uh from from yeah. reverend so and then, like, to learn that from I remember you, it was like, well, like, why are, why right. are more people doing this? <laughs> I I think they sound great, man. Mm-hmm. And, like, I remember seeing the roster and being like, okay, this guy plays jazz. This is bluegrass. What genre is that? <laughs> oh, shit. Code Orange. And I'm like, that's sick. Right. That's cool. Mm-hmm. You know? And, like, I, 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 think it's, I think it's awesome. I think that playing any sort of gear that like nobody knows anything about i think it's awesome mm-hmm. there, there's a little bit of individuality in it where it's like i play these because i know they sound good and mm. the amount of people that have tried to get in touch with me be like dude like where do i get these where do i get a reverence like that's awesome yeah that means the fucking world to me mm-hmm. like this is like this uh this brand that like not a lot of people know of because like it's just not in this world at all yeah and then you like I've seen people make their uh, Twitter names like Reverend Hunter and like things like this because like they wanted one so bad. Right. So it's like, this is awesome. It's really mm-hmm. cool to kind of be a push for them. Yeah. Cause know. like definitely growing up, like, um, I think that there was always, I think there was always a thing for me when it was like, I'm playing heavy music and I didn't want to play like a Gibson or anything like that. But like, I think one of my music, um, like, I don't even want to say mentors, but I also don't want to say teacher, like guitar teacher, because he was just like a genuine friend who were like, hey, t- teach me how to pick squeal. And he's like, oh, it's like this. But he was he told me once he was like, if you're buying an expensive guitar, like 
you should buy something that you can play like you can play a Gibson Les Paul in like a bluegrass band, or you can do it in uh, in a hardcore band. And you've mm-hmm. seen that with so many different bands. I yeah. think, and I and I do think that that is true, especially if you grow up. You know, maybe you start a family. You're like, well, I can't like you know own seven guitars because I have right, right. you know kids to feed or whatever. Um, but it's like, well, if I own this one guitar, then it can cover kind of cover Absolutely. all the bases. Um, mm-hmm. So I, while I do think that is true there are like certain gear things where it's like have been goals of mine for forever. So like when I started the, the project right now, I was like, okay, I want a reverse headstock Jackson like that. Like a reverse headstock. <laughs> the, in my opinion, big, is one, like, of, one of the coolest oh, looking things so bad. ever. And then I, I found one, I picked it up and it's like been the riff That's machine so si- since. That's so awesome. There, there's definitely like, like it's a metal looking guitar. I'm never, I'm never mm. going to play like, a folky little thing on it but like right, right, it's right. it's the riff machine that i have and i think that's so sick um i guess like my whole point on that like you were saying like individuality because like most like hardcore bands like you can look on like at a festival and you'd be like all right there's lots of ltd here there's lots of ibanez um and then i guess the other one probably would be i feel like jackson isn't as commonly used unless you're like a metal band you know, unless you like Slipknot, right? <laughs> yeah, because I I remember I think Mick used to play that Jackson, and it had the the crazy like reverse headstock thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's it's like there there it's it just all goes back to individuality because mm-hmm. like I remember there was always the uh like the weird metalcore guitar that was the uh holy shit that was like a black ESP. And it had the gold trim. Oh and yeah, all the hardware was gold. And I was like, if you have that, you play in like bless the fall, like your side jumping, you know. And like that's that the um, so the EC one thousand so cool. core. Yes, <laughs> it was the EC one thousand. Yes, and the funniest thing, sand black, dude, or glass Corey, black. Yes, Corey used to play in this band Limitless in Connecticut, and they were like a side jumpy metalcore band, and um, I played that a lot. On a couple of tours uh-huh. because i just it sounded great and it was a lot better than the guitar i had at the time yeah and it was just cool to have funny little uh, anecdote about that because i 100 percent agree everyone had like like i i think that was probably one of the high, highest selling ltd ec1000s ever because it was like absolutely so many bands played it and then i remember we had one that was like sitting on the wall forever and no one had bought it because nine times out of, out of 10, it would be that sand black with the gold trim, gold hardware, but EMG pickups. And this one was that exact (laughs) same model, but it had gold Mm -hmm. Seymour Duncan pickups. So passive. Yep. And I, and I remember playing both of them. Like this one with the gold pickup sounds way better. Like, like, Mm. like EMGs have their place, but like there was a, there was a, there was like a, uh, a season where it was like every medical record had EMG pickups and a 6505 plus, like, you know? Right, right, so right. I was always, again, trying to have the individuality when it came to gear. And, mm-hmm. um, and I picked it up for like next to nothing. Cause I think we, like it had sat there for like two years or something. It yeah. Was like, just it was because like, it was gold pickups and not wall. EMG pickups. Yeah. <laughs> That's how it is, man. People, it, it's very, it's very, uh, it's all for looks, right? Mm. But also, like, 
you could still be for looks, but have your own. Mm-hmm. And that 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 is the most important thing of all time for me. Mm-hmm. It's like that, that's why I'm stoked to be like on Reverend. That's why I'm happy that we all dress the way we like and like do whatever we want mm-hmm. because that's I think that's what's most important mm-hmm. is to not like push a gimmick. Yes. So like if you say you, you want to be in a band right now that uh sounds like of mice and men when they put out second and Sebring, uh please don't buy the EC one thousand. Just play whatever you want, man. Yeah. If you think it looks cool, get it. If you wanna buy one of those guitars with a missing headstock, I guess <laughs> get it. If you like how it looks, <laughs> I was like, Oh, are we gonna talk shit on the no headstock or the ghost headstock? I don't even know what the term uh, for something like that. I don't care what the term is. Uh, I just will never, ever have one ever in my lifetime. But if you like it, please get one. You know, <laughs> just just don't don't stop doing what everybody else does. Mm-hmm. Do your own thing. Yeah, I, I think that's huge. I, I, I've always been a fan, like, and I think it was instilled in me on just like the the amount of different things in the in the world of like, like, I don't even want to say like, you know, chasing the tone or like getting in the mm. tone zone. And, but like all of that, like really does play a, a massive part. Um, and just like being, not being all like, well, this is the super, uh, bougie, like Strymon reverb pedal. It's like, if I can find right. like a crazy, like Japanese pedal that came out in the nineties, but no one knows about it, but it sounds Fuck just as yeah. good at that. And I'm getting it for 50 bucks. Like, let's go. Like, <laughs> Oh, absolutely. Mm. I remember when I, I got my first, credit card um and it was like a grand on it and i'm like that's dangerous and i went to zounds.com and i remember i i, I played in a metalcore band right but i watched this chan video con chan chan i think chan yeah, yeah c-h-o-n I, yeah mm. and they they showed the spatial delivery pedal by um earthquaker and I saw like Earthquaker pedals and I'm like a design nerd. So I saw like the illustration on it and how it looked. And I was like, I want this. Mm-hmm. And then I bought like four or five of them and I was just paying it off forever. But like I needed all of these just because like no one knows about them, but they are just the coolest things of all time to me. I think yeah. they sound so cool. You can make crazy noises like, it's all I need. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like, I, think I was just, like, having a moment of self-awareness. I'm like, are people bored from all the, um like, just gear talk? Because I had flashbacks to any of, like, the rig rundown videos that you would see on YouTube. Mm-hmm. And it's, like, the most energetic person. And it's like, yeah, this is my tuner. Uh, You know, allows me to tune. Yeah. Like, one of the most boring yeah. rig rundowns. Like, and I love this band. Don't get me wrong. I had... Stu from Comeback Kid on, but like the Comeback mm. Kid rig rig rundown video is like so like like bare bones. It's like a hardcore band. It's like I have yeah. a tuner, I have a suppressor, I have a tube screamer, and uh yeah, this that's it. <laughs> yeah, man. I think it's so funny. I've seen I've seen videos where like they'll just have their guitar tech talk instead of them. Yes. And they just go <laughs> and they fuck off and they make him go. All right, so this is his tuner. Like, I, I, my, my bass pedal, like my pedal board, is literally just like a data corrupter, which is like an insane, like noisy Earthquaker pedal. Mm. And then I have like, like a Sonic Stomp, a tuner, 
and like a dark glass pedal a dark glass pedal like that's it yeah because like i if you did a, a rig rundown with me i'd be like that makes me sound cool this makes really cool noises and this is how i stay in tune oh, go yeah you know <laughs> we've I, already done it here on the podcast like right right just, yes here you are hello yeah. <laughs> and you saw how it took a minute I, yeah. I, I don't want to do a whole video because yeah. i'm not a gearhead yeah you know Corey, like our guitars Corey, and even junior they're both like very gear heavy and just like love it, man. They mm-hmm. live for like getting like different tones and making cool noises. And like, this helps me do this with the set and I could do this here while yeah. this is simultaneously going blah, 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 blah. And like, it's just their favorite shit in the world where I'm just like, these five pedals have been doing me well for the past five years. <laughs> let's, so not, I'm, I'm hanging let's not change it up a little bit. Yeah. Like, I'm hanging out. I'm yeah. good. As long as I have an Earthquaker pedal, I'm fine because I think they look awesome. Yeah. I think it's just those hosts of the videos are like so like they're like overly they're so stoked. animated. Yeah. And they're trying to keep that energy level up and it's almost like freaking the musician out. Like I I think I would be a little I think I would laugh at them. <laughs> I think about that sometimes. I guess I was like, <laughs> hello, hello, hello. Let's talk gear. What's up? It's me. And it's like, hi, it's me. What's up? <laughs> and then I know that my whole band could be watching me from the other side of the venue, just laughing at me. Yeah. No way. Could not be me. Yeah. And it's always like the feedback of like, yeah, this is this pedal. Yeah. And yeah. It's so, so sick, man. I'm like, oh, man. Can, can I step on it? Can I click it? No, you can't move your foot. <laughs> yeah. You go like, get, like, get the fuck uh, off. Um, yeah. Please don't touch my shit. <laughs> Thank Jeez. Um, Thanks for caring so much, though. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> um, speaking of pedals, I know that the. Um, on get out which might i think i think it's fair to say that that is my personal favorite song from your receding warmth that octave mm-hmm. breakdown drop i was like mm-hmm. like my, my mouth was on the floor i was like what the fuck <laughs> is going on here um yeah and and it was funny because i i remember i had adam from orthodox on and i think that mm-hmm. he had talked about or maybe he wasn't talking about you guys specific i think it might have been a youth collapse thing but just talking about like the octave drop breakdown so like Mm -hmm. i'm guessing there's a a pedal or two that that you guys are using to to Mm -hmm. be able to do that are you doing another octave on the bass like um no so for a lot of it it's just for me at least it's Mm. switching strings um but Corey and junior have like all these pedals that i don't don't even i don't even know what they do right and they're just like this long and it has like a bunch of buttons and you can switch things and do little doodlies here and da 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 and i'm just like okay so i play this down here over here instead of this like okay i get it right um but yeah no a lot of it for me is just changing strings Mm, i got you just like if i want to play like higher then i play it below and if i want to play lower i play it over here yeah Yeah, no, though that song is badass. Um, you know, to to kind of shift into some other things that I guess we talked about at the beginning of the podcast, but we can kind of circle back. So, you know, like you like you were mentioning, like design is huge for you. Um, it sounds like you're doing uh like almost like the bulk of anything boundaries related. I know that um you did the the actual album artwork, but are you doing yeah album artwork, like uh graphics for announcements, merch, like <laughs> The whole nine yards yeah yeah i do everything that isn't a music video okay so we have Damn. we have eric do we have eric do the music videos mm-hmm. um eric yesterday he does our music videos and he does our promos mm-hmm. and then anything else that's design oriented is on me mm-hmm. so like even like the motion stuff like 
all the teasers that are going and like making a bunch of weird little thingies here and there. Of course. Yeah. It's all me. Yeah. So like anyone that does anything like, like is the in-house person of that band, whether it's the designer, mm -hmm. the video person, the person that's doing the mixing and mastering. Like mm -hmm. I've, I've heard it where there's certain times where it's like, I want to like, not like offload this, but like, I do want to send this away or like, this exceeds my level of expertise and I want someone else to come in to, to help uh, mm -hmm. see this vision through. But like, you know, you've, you've been doing design school for a long time, it sounds like, and have yeah. finished that. So like, um, you know, what, what's the thought process of like, you know, if you're doing design work for like a client versus like, mm -hmm. you know, this is my own shit. Like we're, what, what are the other mental games that go on off of like, is this good? Or like, am I overthinking this? Mm -hmm. So, with when it when it comes to like design as a whole i i very much like working like in like a team but i also i i always tend to be like the leader of things when it comes to like art anything sure. ever um which is a blessing and a curse and i me personally i hate outsourcing things okay because i i've i've only had bad experiences with it mm um there's sometimes there's a couple times where we have and it worked but a lot of, a lot of times like when it comes to outsourcing things no matter who it is it it takes it away from the vision because it isn't something that i had in my head that went into this screen through my fingers and now mm -hmm. it's here mm -hmm. um so yeah I, I i've done design for a very long time i um I worked at an ad agency when I was like 14, 15 years old. Um, and just like being like super duper young, just like figuring all these things out and getting into like UX, UI, like early on and all the fun things. And like, here I am now just like, just out of college, figuring everything out and like having like all this experience. It's like, I don't, I don't necessarily feel like anything would go past my level of expertise. Cause I feel, mm -hmm. I feel that, when you're if you're like in-house for say your band or your company or something and you know what you're doing you can make anything you want um I, I i think especially with design like if you have an idea google is your best friend look up how to do it yeah. and bang that shit out you know um there's a lot of times where yeah like i feel like i'm getting like cracked down for time um I'm like, holy shit, well, I'm in school right now and I have to do this. How am I supposed to do this? Mm. But then like the little bit of pressure just makes for the best work. And like I've I've seen people say like, oh, the album art's underwhelming. It's like this album art is sick. And like I'm confident in saying like this is awesome. Right. You know what I mean? Um I I think, yeah, I don't know. I think design is something that's so, so self-expressive. So like if I do something for a client, I'm putting a little bit of me in that work. Sure. You know, like they're like, I want this with a rose. And I'm like, all right, so this thing is going to hold the rose this way. Da, 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 da. Uh -huh. And like, that's yeah. how, that's how I put my brain onto a screen or onto a piece of paper or sure. what have you. And like, think about how things like work in a space and how is this going to work here? Make sure the type isn't touching the side of this. So when it prints, it does this. Mm -hmm. I think, just having everything if you could do it and you know what you're doing it's so important to do it yourself yeah i think nobody nobody knows the shit that you want 
but you mm-hmm. um to a certain extent obviously yeah um, the, there's yourself there's yeah. a weird um thing where it's like if you aren't able to like communicate in that way where you can like make that typeface that uh art like whatever it is like like there is a relationship that needs to be built with you know if someone like is a tattoo artist like you're like i kind of want this and then they bring it to like a whole nother level and you're like oh yeah that is like what i want you know but you didn't even know that you know the layout of this and blah 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 because that's Mm -hmm. the job of the person on the design end of things um you know whether it's tattooing or you know illustrating a merch design or, or whatever um mm-hmm. y- you mentioned like there was people saying that the the recent records album artwork was underwhelming do you want to mm-hmm. break that down a little bit because that's interesting yeah. that you say that because i know i i i can anticipate why you why what like well i can anticipate some of the things that you'll you'll kind of go into but i think like mm-hmm. design plays on also like less is more like it doesn't need to be like the craziest little thing but yeah like from the horse's mouth like talk to me about like what went into that for you and and why you think maybe some people are just being dumb and not understanding it correctly. yeah oh absolutely <laughs> i'll right. get to this all right yeah <laughs> <laughs> um no man i think so like you said i think you hit the nail on the head when you said less is more um in certain aspects right because I think less is more in certain aspects, but I also think that with less is more comes a whole lot of shit you got to think about and a whole lot of shit that the person on the receiving end puts like just like makes in their brain. And it's like, if you get it, you get it. And you can put all of your fucking thoughts and like all these things you're thinking into this design. If you're, if you're making a logo Hmm. for, Oh man. All right. I'm not going to name drop, but if there's like a logo for a venue and say your venue is called, um, cheese, cheese. Right. (laughs) But you put like a giant block of cheese on it with like boring type that says cheese under it. That sucks. Right. But if you, if you take it and you something literally as much as like putting a couple holes throughout the typeface, and making it look like Swiss cheese or something. Right. You know what right. I mean? Yeah. Like just thinking about how you can make a typeface still look like a typeface while kind of like tweaking it a little bit. Mm-hmm. And then you think about how you put that in a space. How's that going to look on paper? How's that going to look on a giant sign? Mm-hmm. How's that going to look on an envelope? Like there's so many things you have to take into consideration that a lot of people don't do because right. a lot of people don't get it. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, a lot of people go into college and they're like, I know nothing about design, but I heard it makes good money. So here we go. And they come <laughs> out like they lived under a rock for the past four years. Yeah. They're and like, like We're, Nike, you, you want to learn swoosh. some things? It's like, no, no, no. Like it's the other way. <laughs> yeah. It's, it, it sucks too, because it's, it's, it's design is becoming a little oversaturated, I will say, mm. and sticking to trend, which is cool to an extent. But then, especially in music, there's a lot of trends in design that I don't like Mm -hmm. that I notice a lot of people do like. And when it's not that, they go, that sucks, you know, Right. which it it lacks any sort of artistic integrity, Mm. which I think is so important. We we were talking about like Aaron Draplin, per se. Mm. 
he's all thick lines, Futura, and colors. Like that's that's all he does. Yeah. This poster on my wall is just a bunch of thick lines, right? And that silver is like reflective. And it's just on a nice piece of paper. And it's one of the coolest design things that I own mm. just because it's it it's him. It's individualistic, if that's a word even. Yeah. Like it just like it just like takes like this expression of oneself and just like boom. Mm-hmm. Like here's me, here's the work I do. If you don't like it, sorry. But a lot yeah. of people do because they like his style. Mm. Um people try to do it try to mimic it but he's the man that does it right right so you have like a lot of trends recently where it's uh i i tweet about it all the time so this isn't this isn't anything new if you know who i am but like the if you have like the globe outline and you shrink it to look like this and then you put that there and you put like the color scheme and like all that stuff i think that's a cool trend but I think it got very overdone very fast to the point where that's the expectation mm. from music. Yeah. I hate when there's an expectation, you know, I, um, to connect it to boundaries more, um, for this record specifically. Um, I, I kind of took that cheese route where I was like, how can I literally make it look like warmth of seating? Mm. And I was sitting in a Starbucks, like pre pandemic, um, just like staring at my computer. I was like, why not just have a red square literally fading into the background? So then with that, it was like, you texturize it a little bit. You start to really think deep into it. And then it's like, now you have these swirls and the swirls kind of look like a person. So your receding warmth could be a whole plethora of things. It could be like uh, a loss of a family member. It could be the loss of a relationship, like a breakup. It could be this, it could be that any anything that you could relate it to that's gone now and it's going and you're watching it go and when i when i designed this what i used in the background and like how i kind of made it all swirl and stuff there's like a little bit of yellow in the middle that almost looks like a face it almost looks like the um oh my god scary stories to tell in the dark i think it's the book yeah yeah, yeah. like those old illustrations it almost looks like that and you start to see like this body kind of form into it a little bit and i think having that be somebody that fades out into like nothing and like it to some people it, it's just a red square and they're like this is underwhelming but it's so much deeper than that right some people get it and some people love that shit and some people just don't get it you know and so that's why like i don't know design is weird because design is very much like let's stick to trends but then you get like really upset when you don't get clients because it's like, how am I not getting a client if I'm working on this trend? It's because the trend is oversaturated, but right. now you look like A, B, C, and D. Mm-hmm. But if you have like your own like individuality, um, that that's going to give you that success you want. But it's also going to give you like, it's, it's just like a sense of like gratification and like relief when something that you did for yourself is the thing that's taking you from A to B. Yeah not something that somebody else made or something that somebody else did Hmm. um it so for for the record at least like when people are like it's underwhelming i'm like you're crazy you can think it's (laughs) underwhelming sure but i know that shit's not and i know a lot of people get it yeah we're 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 a very artsy band Mm -hmm. for sure yeah, and, and there's a and lot of coming straight from the horse's mouth, like someone that went to school for the shit. It was like it's not like, yeah. oh, let me just put a red square on Photoshop and call yeah. it a day. Like, there's, exactly, there's clearly been thought, and I think 
you know, just to kind of continue to where you off of what you were saying, like, mm-hmm. I think meaningful work, whether you're designing, making podcasts, making videos, like it should come from what you want it to be. And I think mm-hmm. like this podcast would have like little, like way less success than it does if I didn't want to like implement things like, oh, I'm going to do a bev check because like that's a part yeah, of exactly. who I am. So like that's something that comes up and, you know, people can, you know, can exclusively talk about the record, but like, you know, not being able to go on like weird tangents about, you know, new drummers, like nicknames and like shit like right, that, like right, 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 that right. adds personality. So, you know, I think being able to be like, what do I like and how can I express myself? Like, that's how I'm utilizing this podcast in a way where it's like, I can still talk with people, but it's still like, you know, this is like podcasting is interesting because it's, it's one of those things where like a lot of this is like one take. There's not going to, mm-hmm. like, I'm not going to cut out about like, does Fender make bases? Because it's just like <laughs> me genuinely forgetting about it, but like not right, really giving right. a fuck about like, who's going to, you know, maybe someone's going to make fun yeah, of me and whatever, but like the, it's cares? a genuine expression of exactly of uh, what it's like. Like it would, this would be the exact same conversation if we were in person and in, in mm-hmm. doing that. So it's human connection. Yeah. It's important. So like all in all, I think it's, it's really cool that you guys are kind of like, you know, very self-aware of like how, how you want to take the music and, and put that into an artistic expression. And you mm-hmm. yourself do a great job of being able to tie all those things with the graphics, the promotion material, the merch, like everything feels unified. Um, and I know that you guys are like on a label and, you know, there's some mm-hmm. of those things, but it very, if it, it showcases that you guys like have all your, you know, eggs lined out and, and in the yeah. baskets where they need to be. It's, it's, um, it's something that's very important to me was, um, ever since I was young, it was like, I want to do something for myself. Um, so no matter what, like if I'm working for a client, like I'll try to just like put like, you don't necessarily try to do it. It's just what design is, you know, it's something where this thing doesn't exist, but they come to you to make it happen. Mm-hmm. Um, so when you have something that's like your baby and like you have this band that you've been in for so long to, uh, to market and you are like your own boss with this shit, mm-hmm. it's like, I get to make this shit exactly how I want to, you know, and like, it's going to work. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's, that's what's so important. And, especially with the band is like when, when I went into like the entire art direction for this record, me and Matt sat right here. There used to be a couch right there, um, but I moved it because I have, a, there's a big room now where there wasn't because there was a big couch. Right. Um, um, we just sat there and it was like, okay, let's like look at things for inspiration. Like, what do we got? Um, and I had a Wisconsin death trip by static x and i was like that this is this is like one of the records that like i grew up on i had i had my self-titled i had my uh japanese self-titled with the obi strip i had all this stuff i was like what are we gonna do here and the the takeaway that i wanted the most was like we all are into the same thing but generally we're all very different people Mm -hmm. um we all love video games but Corey's a gearhead, right? Um, 
Matt is just like he dresses like nice as fuck all the time, but he loves like Converge merch. Sure. So like he'll always wear like a Converge shirt. And Junior looks like if there's like a Doc Martens outlet or something, he would be he would own it, right? Cheese looks like Freddie Mercury, and I dress like I have, like I'm I'm always dressing in trip pants and makeup and nails colored, different hair every month. Like we all have. So, sorry to cut select- you off there. I, I think you have back-to-back Instagram posts where your hair is like orange and then there's like a couple months later, yeah. like now it's blue. <laughs> yeah. I just had to bring that up. Orange to blue like... to pink. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm always, I'm always switching it up. I know. And it's like, that's what I wanted for the band is like our, our, a lot of our music and what we've done prior is like, we just write music for ourselves. Mm. Here it is. But now it's like, it, it's so much more than that. And that's why I always, uh, I, I, I push to people a lot to like plan out your stuff, mm. you know, like really get into like, as a professor would say, the nitty gritty of it all, because really like a band is so much more than a group of five dudes making music. Mm. They're the people are, um, it's like straight edge. People are straight edge for wh- whatever they want. Like they have their reasons. I have my reasons for dressing the way I do. Uh, like Matt has reasons for the shoes that he likes. You know what I mean? Mm. It And there's people that could relate to a band as a whole, but there's also people that could relate to separate members of each band. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that, Hard that, that was like, mm-hmm. that's the main thing to push for me is like, how, do, how, how do we take like our personalities times it by a hundred and then push that with the record. Mm. So it's like, how do we introduce a track list to people? We're going to put two tracks on each person's face five times throughout the Instagram rollout. Mm. We're going to do this. We're going to do that. And just everything worked. Mm. And for me, that was like, holy fuck, it worked. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> but like, it's just how, how, can we, how can we push ourselves, man? It's, it's more than just music it's music it's for everybody to relate to it's Mm. different tracks for people to relate to and get people through like hard things but it's it also gives people individuals to relate to as well yeah and that that's just like seen throughout social media promotion uh each page of a uh booklet on in the record is like a different person Mm. and like each person's portrait is within like their favorite songs the lyric sheet like there's just like weird little tweaks and all these little things that we added here and there, like little Easter eggs mm. that really just push individuality, mm. which is super, super important to me. Yeah. Love all that, man. And, and, and clearly like if, if, if anyone's been snoozing, like clearly showcases that you guys give uh, major fucks about what you do and, you know, on the music side and how it's presented and the nitty gritty, as you say, um, <laughs> we can, uh, kind of start to wrap up the show here. Um, the last portion of the podcast as I, I'm pretty sure you're familiar with is a favorite Mosh story, um, that you would like to share. Oh, um, so that could be anything from something that happened at a boundary show, something that happened at a show that, um, you were just attending, you punched someone, someone punched you gruesome, funny, whatever is the first thing to your mind. Oh God, there's so many. Favorite Mosh story. Um I'm trying to think of something that's not too too much. I think I, I could I could go I could go way, way back. I'll I'll have I'll I'll do this so it's not too crazy. Sure. 
we played a show, like one of our first shows back, or like first shows kind of ever, but like back with like the new members of like me, just me, and like Matt's old band, and then like the weird little super group. Mm. And we played a Halloween show at this place called Point Beach in Milford. Okay. And um, it was like this really gross, moldy fucking beach house. And we we packed like 200 kids somehow. I don't know. It was 2015. I don't know how we did it. <laughs> and um, we were all dressed in like Pope costumes. Like we just all looked like psychos. And like as soon as the set start, it was like scary. Like people shut the doors and chained it. Like turning the lights off. Like people were jumping on top of everyone and like. There is like, like I, I shit you not, like ten broken noses. Uh, it, it was like really, really dangerous, and it was just like a Halloween show where we just all played in drop F, and we're all kids, and it was just probably the craziest show we've ever played. Not up to date, but um, <laughs> at the moment it was like we could actually do this for a long time. I think. Mm. Um. That's like the best like uh boundaries mosh story I guess sure. I, that I have off rip, um. Yeah. What else? Yeah, your your mind's turning. So I'm like, is there a, a bonus second story? Yeah, that... yeah. I'm trying to think. I'm not gonna just sever the uh the thought process. <laughs> let's see. Let's see. Let me let me dig in a little bit. Yeah, I I do love that visual of just like the show starting and someone wrapping the chains up because. I'm watching um yeah. I'm watching this Amazon Prime show right now called Panic and it's like these mm-hmm. kids from the small town in in Texas and like it's like a nothing happens in this town like mm. I, I can't wait to get out of here kind of thing but then the town has like this this game called Panic and there's all these like ridiculous like fear factor esque mm. like scenarios holy shit um but like you know, like no one knows who the judges are and like only one person can win. So I don't know watching right now, having a blast. Um, but what's, uh, okay. What's another mosh story. Let's wrap, let's wrap it up with one of me getting hurt. So <laughs> <laughs> I was, it's funny because I saw, I saw that you just did an episode with Colton. Colton of, um, Why am Sledge. I oh, of Sledge. Yeah. They came out yes. yesterday. Yeah. Or God, yes. yeah. So I love him. I love him dearly. Um, we did a tour with Sledge and Bruise when a homie Ty was doing vocals. Okay. And when we got to like the Texas area, we played this place called Killer Tacos. And um, oh, this shit was so crazy. So Colton had been moshing on me like all night, like really bad. Mm. And I'm like, I, I have I haven't met him yet. And um, we're like side stage and like i go across and he just shoots because he's moshing for his own band basically right and he fucking throws like everyone into this little like dining area and one i'm I'm six three and somehow these bar stools or like these bar tables were like up to my neck so like imagine this is the edge of the table yeah right i get full just my neck into the neck into the table and all of a sudden Dude. like i turn around and it's him and i'm like holy fuck and i just went <laughs> like this and he was just like boom boom and my neck was just boom 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 on the table i was like this is the worst i've ever been i'm, I'm getting beat up right now. right i'm getting i'm getting really beat up and i was and then like he was just like hey man 
my bad and i was like let's talk about slipknot and we just <laughs> talked about slipknot for like three hours because i think he's the only person in the entire world that i know that like slipknot as much as i do yeah and it's awesome yeah i know we could talk each other's ears off for hours <laughs> no dude i i love i'm like what's worse the punches behind me or the me driving my neck into this table in front of me and then getting it <laughs> driven into the table multiple times after yes. the main yeah it was it was fun that that yeah. does not sound like a fun time for you at, at that moment <laughs> i will i will just say that it was very fun and i had a good time yeah <laughs> well well dude this has been an absolute blast um like like i said before and i don't say this just because you're on the show like I think mm. you guys put out a really killer record and I'm very, very so excited uh, for you guys to be able to, you know, play those songs that A, you've never played live before yet. And just, oh, you know, I'm, I'm waiting, you know, I'm like, so excited. Yeah. Like as far as the time we're recording this, like you guys just announced that Body Snatcher and Mouth for mm-hmm. War tour. Like I, I think I was talking with one of the folks from Mouth for War and I was like, pretty tempted to like fly down to seattle to see that that package um and if that happens you know you i'll should. have my um my camera to document it um but like and i was camera, saying and bev yes and bev's like it's it's a go-to to have i'm gonna have to figure that out because when you fly if if you're not checking a bag you can have like mm-hmm. you know cans of of water or oh, okay. bevs or whatever but you know gotta gotta get the the local bev shit Um, absolutely but um yeah all the boundary stuff will be in the description and the show notes you know um but if there's anything that you want to send the people off with do some shout outs plug anyone the floor is yours all right here i go um let's see i'm trying to think what can i say who do i want to shout out because i want to shout out friends Mm. listen to roseblood please Listen to the new Kionashi record. Um, it's insane. Listen to Orthodox. Listen to Regime. Um, drink water. Please dress how you want. Dress how you want. Listen to the music you want to listen to. Do whatever the fuck you want to. Paint your nails. Wear makeup. Wear chains. Um, do Literally do whatever you want, please. Um, life's short. If you want to be straight edge, do it. If you don't want to, I guess I don't care. I guess. Um, let's see. Listen to Iowa a lot. Listen to self-titled a lot more. And uh, listen to New Metal. Like New Metal. New Metal is really cool. Mm-hmm. Drink water, please, and be nice to people. I have to, have to say oh, drink water it. twice. Drink water three times. Drink it. <laughs> three times for the get amount of bevs get, that you brought. <laughs> look, yes. Get one of these giant guys, all right? And then fill it every single day. <laughs> you could get it at Target for like 40 bucks. I know it's expensive, but you will have water literally forever. Mm -hmm. So please do it. Yeah. Well, thank you again so much, my friend for coming on and, uh, drink some, drink some water for, you know, from, from me to you, (laughs) even though I have to pee so bad, I will (laughs) drink more water right now.